0: Saturday night. This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orba. Hello everyone and welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview with an eight car, uh, you've a terrific program thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club and RSN to look at uh, this uh, card, Rob Orber, joins me to look at the program, a program that features uh, horses like a Wave and Ladies in Red. So we've got some of the finest harness horses in our game, uh, part of that eight event program.
1: Yeah, hi Dan. Uh, Hello everyone. Looking forward to Saturday night meeting at Melton. Very confident about this meeting. I know it's only eight races. I know we've got some short price favourites, but I certainly think we can uh, really nail down to uh, some fairly uh, strong standouts for the program and uh, pretty confident about uh, getting involved here on Saturday night.
0: Ah, that's what we like to hear. The first event, the Alabar Vic Bread Championship, is at 6.05, and it's over the short trip, Rob, the 1,720 metres. Yeah, look,
1: I think Blood Moon should prove, once again, very hard to beat. Uh, She's a very progressive uh, mare, as you know, uh, Dan, and she's been racing in terrific form for uh, trainer uh, Tim McGuigan and Darby McGuigan, who combine here once again. She's won 11 from 46. She's won her uh, past uh, three starts at Ballarat and also at Melton over the 1,200 metres, but I don't see... The 1,700 metres really proving to be too much of an obstacle for her even though she meets stronger stronger opposition and I feel that she's going to be very hard to beat once again. The stable's in great form and uh, I'm expecting her to go very close to winning the first. Uh, look, one horse that I've got a lot of time for and probably hasn't got the right draw here on Saturday night is Jackson Beach, number eight. Uh, he's a progressive horse for Ken Taylor. He's doing a really nice job with his horse. He's only had the 21 starts for three wins and nine placings. However, he does have a good future, and he was first up at Charlton. And I loved his run behind Smooth Techie. He's only going to improve from that run, and I'm cer- certainly just going to keep following him as he progresses through the grades. Other chances at one night school, who gets a, a lovely draw here once again. Chris Elford uh, driving for Stephen Boynton. A night school rarely puts in a poor performance and I'm expecting him from barrier one to get a very good trip and a three-year-old filly Tallulah Lee who's drawn uh, barrier two she's been in very good form, she likes the short course, Uh, she won well at Ararat recently uh, which he called at Dan and she does have good gate speed but I think uh, Blood Moon the class can prevail here certainly going to continue following the pathway of number eight Jackson Beach one night school and two Tallulah Lee, they look the main four for race one
0: and I'm uh, similarly with the same sort of numbers, but I've got Nightskill on top, one five eight, and Believe in Forever might get a cheap enough pig line run to be a chance to figure in your trifectas or first fours. The second event is the Mimosa Homes Gamelite Free for All, interest free and better be the bomber. Scratch numbers five and six. Catch a wave on the back of that extraordinary performance in the Victoria Cup, where he wins in another stride. But uh, back line draw here. What do you make of uh, his chances? Yeah, look, he should be winning, shouldn't he?
1: He'll start a very short price favourite here at Catch a Wave for Handy and Kate Gath. Kate, of course, uh, took a, a seven day suspension at midnight last week so she could get back in time to drive Catch a Wave uh, this Saturday night. What a run in the Victoria Cup! He was caught wide, he went back to last, and uh, the way he finished off the race was just phenomenal. He's a winner. Of 18 races from 27 starts. He's got 1.2 million next to his name, and he should be handling these horses pretty well as he moves towards that four and five year old championship next week. And I'm expecting Catch a Wave to continue on his winning way. Ahead of number four, Curly James, he's a nice horse for Courtney Laker. David Moran takes the drive, uh, finished ninth in the Kilmore Pacing Cup. Always goes well when he's just freshened up. He hasn't started for about four weeks. I don't think that's going to do him any harm because his best races have been when he's fresh. I'm expecting him to go well. Tulare Captain, I think, can get into a good spot, maybe behind the leader from the draw. And for that reason, I've just slotted him in for third. He was a very good winner over the 2180 at Kilmore three runs ago where they went 150 2 So he's going to be well positioned. And obviously, bulletproof boy. He's drawn the second row here. He's going to need to get a trail up. I can sort of see him almost leading up the three wide line. I think Catchaway will probably be making a move at some stage throughout the race. But if he gets a trail up, uh, he'll be running on very strongly. But nine clearly looks the winner here ahead of four, two
0: and ten for race two and i'm uh, with catch a wave 947 and uh, 10 curly james fresh and he is very good fresh comes out of that uh, kilmore cup at his last start race number 3 and this is the allied express 1 metro win pace Uh, you've got the emergency drawn one Uh, not that there's any markets to work with so it probably doesn't matter as much this time rob so it's disappointing on a few fronts there but uh, wine gum we've seen lead in a 1200 meter race before uh, from an inside gate and he's got a chance to do the same here
1: yeah he looks uh, very very hard to beat here wine gum it's his race to lose uh, in my eyes Uh, it's not a very fast front line, and I just feel like he's going to be able to hold up from the inside draw here to lead, and I think he'll be leading all the way. He's had two runs back from a spell. Both runs have been full of merit. Just looks the ideal race for him. I think he's the winner. Number two, Wine Gum on top. Going to make him one of the better bets of the night. Uh, For Cosimo, he's going really well, this horse. Uh, Look, he's, you know, unfortunately, he just doesn't have any gate speed, and... You know, the draw here over this seventeen twenty is not going to be kind to him when he doesn't have that gate speed. Look, he'll be running on really strongly. He's ready to win, but we've been saying that for a while. His last win was back at Launceston on the 27th of August, but he's had a few goes in town where he's always thereabouts. And, look, he'll be running on strongly. He's going well. Just, unfortunately, that lack of early speed is no major help to him. And I think the three horses uh, drawn 9, 10 and 11 will be the ones running on it to finish. The chancer, uh, Twisted Bliss and Gypsy Princess, who I think's going really well. Terrific win first up. Just gets an awkward draw here. Uh, Second up over the short course from Barry 11, but she'll be winning uh, in town sometime very soon. But two looks, uh, the horse to beat here from Fall Cosimo. And I think if you're playing trifectas and first fours, you've
0: just got to put in numbers 9, 10 and 11. They'll all be running on strongly race three. Yeah, I liked Cosimo. Um, what you said is spot on, but it's a really good race for him. He looks ideally placed. Winegum, likewise. Uh, you get misled sometimes with the ratings of an ex-New Zealand horse, Rob, and think that they're up in class. But the truth is here, I don't think the rating system takes into account um, the, the, the proper New Zealand form, and therefore uh, Andy Gath's been so good at identifying this since that new rating system came in. So Winegum's thrown in as well. So four and two ahead of nine, the chances seven diamond eclipse it's the other one that could make it interesting early because it's got such good gate speed and it wouldn't surprise me if it crossed over the 1720 um, you probably wouldn't want to go back rob and that might open the race up a little bit but um 4297 are my thoughts race four uh, one of the highlights the Nutri and angelique club pace emma stewart with six runners in the race six of her best mares including the best one ladies in red who's the only runner on the back row Yeah, great to have this star back at the track, Dan,
1: Uh, ladies in red. She's won 22 from 28. She's been placed six uh, times as runner-up. So, uh, again, 28 starts, and she's finished no further back than second. Uh, Look, her first up run was outstanding. She drew the second row. She worked really hard, got outside the lead, and she was just run down over the uh, concluding stages. They went 152-1, 55-4 last half, and uh, her performance was uh, nothing but sensational. She's a winner of 900,000. She'll be edging up to that million-dollar mark uh, very soon, and it could be next week when she uh, potentially wins the Queen of the Pacific. Uh, She should be continuing back into the winner's list here uh, on Saturday night. I think she'll be winning number eight, Ladies in Red, against her uh, arch-rival, Tough Tilly, who's been uh, a wonderful mare. She'll be having her final round race start in the Queen of Pacific before she's retired to the breeding barn and uh, expect her to run a, a mighty race here. for Treachery, lovely mare, continues to perform exceptionally well at this level. She's the other danger and, of course, the other stable mate here, number three, Pedalon, who's going very well. But eight uh, will be winning, ladies in red, ahead of five, four, three. And we've got to mention Rikiro Rebel, who certainly uh, took a big scalp last start, uh, defeating ladies in red. That was her career best rum and uh, she draws barrier seven but she's heading in the right direction and she'll uh, acquit herself well but ladies in red your favorite horse then, she'll be winning <laughs>
0: Yeah, look, I was surprised, probably like everyone else first up. But on that night, Rob, um, it's worth factoring in. I don't know if it's the right excuse to use, but I do think it was a factor. Uh, The wind was so strong at that time of the night. and Ladies in Red was working into it, uh, both in the straight the first time when she was going around them. Not many other horses did that in the first few races. And then in the end, it might have just taken its toll. So I think there's a lot of improvement to come. And the fact is, that was 1,700. This is 2200 It should be made to order four for Ladies in Red. Treachery is very good, though. You can make a case for her. She'll be at the value that you could have something on treachery and know you, she'll give a great sight. My tips are eight, four, three and five. Rob, we're going through the Saturday Night Harness preview for Melton, thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club. Uh, They've been wonderful supporters uh, for uh, our show, but also it's the time of the year with the better weather and the great facilities that they've got on track with their uh, uh, lounge at Melton. Um, If you're a member, it's the time that you want to be taking advantage of uh, of your memberships. Yeah, no doubt,
1: Danny. Look, uh, again, they've got a really special offer, uh, as I keep saying, $69 to get you access to the Club Lounge uh, all the way through up to uh, February next year. A really good time before the new membership kicks in for 2024 and uh, virtually get uh, get out to Melton, enjoy those uh, beautiful facilities that uh, they've set up there and also their corporate sponsorship packages. Uh, I know throughout the week, uh, having called at a few meetings, I've had a couple of uh, corporate uh, enter Uh, just approached me to uh, get in contact with the right people. And uh, once again, uh, the VHRC throughout the year through Johnny Dunn and uh, Shane Glowry and Emmy Mazzetti, they put on uh, quite a number of corporate functions. And uh, we see quite many of our uh, industry people uh, enjoying those nights where they can catch up and do a little bit of networking but at the same time uh, share the spoils of what they love the most, which is harness racing. And it's a a fantastic experience. a club to get involved with and uh, once again we certainly invite and encourage as many people as possible to uh, to be part of the victorian harness racing club as it continues to grow
0: we're up to race number five with our saturday night harness preview i think this is probably the most open race of the night there's plenty of horses that factor as being chances in the first leg of the quaddie there is dan and it's probably
1: a race where look i've narrowed it down and, and you might be surprised when i say six horses i, I feel like there are six winning chances and I've probably left out some some good name horses out of those top six picks. But I'm also interested to have a little investment on a couple of horses where I think one in particular will be at, at the longer rods. And you might be surprised when uh, I mention the horse that I'm going to have a little nibble on. And that's number nine, Whiskey Cavalier, who on face value has been very disappointing. Uh, the horse just hasn't been going as well. But one thing about Whiskey Cavalier, every time it draws the front row, I don't think it suits the horse at all. And his last win was when he drew the second row, and that was back at Bendigo back in January. He drew the second row. I um, oh, Sorry, going back uh, where he drew the second row on at a particular occasion then worked around him. But I just feel like this is a race where there's going to be enough tempo in a race where he can be driven the way he needs to be driven. And I think he can get home really strongly at the finish. And I think he's gonna be way over the odds. So I'm certainly happy to have something on him. Number nine, Whiskey Cavalier. I think 10 highway to heaven. Look, he resumes. He hasn't started since the 27th of February, 2022. His two trials have been really good. He's a lovely horse. He always goes well. And it's nice to have him back at the track. He's only had the 26 starts, nine wins, six placings. Uh, He'll he'll run a really good race first up. He'll need some tempo on. I think it's a race where there will be tempo. so, nine and 10 are going to be my value bets for the race. But then we come back to the horses that should be performing well. Six Celestio Matuka going really well. Uh, look, he's joined uh, the Jess Tub stable. He comes in really well with the concession claim with Jordan Leadham. Uh, obviously, uh, Terry, another fancied runner of the Andy Gaff stable who also trains Whiskey Cavalier, uh, he's going very well, but he's got a really tough draw out in barrier 12. And then the two horses that have got good draws off the front, one, he's Charlie's Angel, and three, Ideal Escape, both should be really prominent. They're the six horses I'm going to take in a quaddy. I'm probably going to have a little uh, nibble on those two horses at a bit of value, nine, Whiskey Cavalier, and ten, Highway to Heaven, but certainly got great respect for six, 12, and then one and three.
0: I've put Terry on top, but I agree with you. There's a lot of chances here. Even Let's, ro- let's Roll from inside the back row might get the right run, and uh, he's the sort of horse that could finish over the top as well. So 12-3-1-8 are my selections here, but, um, I uh, yeah, you found a couple of odds, and that's the sort of race, I think, uh, that we feel like it could turn out to be. First leg of the quad, he might have to go wide. Race number six, the Sulky dot app, The Graduate, uh, mobile, 2240 metres. Um, I, was, I was keen on Doug's platter. I just think for what might look like a bad draw, it's probably the best draw he's got and the most winnable race he's had for quite some time. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on him, Dan. I, I think he'll be winning here, Doug's platter.
1: Trialled absolutely terrific at uh, Geelong on Monday night. Um, he trialled and ran some very, very good times. Uh, he's primed for this race. I like the fact Chris Alford driving here for Jeff Webster, draws the front row. I think he'll look at those horses drawn inside him and try to make the most of it here. And I think he'll be very hard to beat. He's the horse to beat for mine, Seven Doug's Platter. Clearly on top, I think nine final collect, terrific horse, going really well. Jackie Barker will give final collect every possible chance. And I think the two Julie Douglas uh, trained runners, they've both got plenty of upside to them, Uh, Earl of Pembroke and in particular Rikiro Slammer, who I thought ran really well at Geelong last week. They're they're probably not in the ideal race for this race because of the the quality that they're meeting, but I, I still feel like they're very progressive horses that will be winning plenty of races moving forward. But very keen on Doug's platter. think he'll be winning ahead of final collect number nine. Certainly got great respect for the two Julie Douglas train runners, Earl of Pembroke and Rikiro Slammer. Happy to be playing uh, trifectas and first fours around those horses.
0: And I'm seven, Doug's platter. Very keen as well. Seven, nine, two, and five. Race seven, the Alibar Bread Championship pays second heat. I thought this was a tricky race. There is one that I've come up with on top, but it took me a while before I sorted it out in my own head that I had to go that way. Um, And it's also from what looks to be a a bad gate. But sometimes you can turn a bad gate into a positive gate, but you've got to go forward to do it. Okay. Interesting to see what uh, you've come up with.
1: But I thought here, number seven, our Vincent can go. I think he's going to be really hard to beat here, Dan. He's a three-year-old. He's tough, 17.20. I think he needs to be driven tough, I think, to, to get the best out of him. And There's a bit of speed inside him, but I think Chris Alford will sum it up well, and I think he'll work his way forward at some stage throughout the race. But I, I think he's the best horse in the race myself. I'm tipping him on top. Seven now, Vincent can go. Ahead of three, uh, Malibu Jack, who uh, is going well, Draws three. One, Uar Lister, who can sort of hold up in a reasonable position. Uh, nine, Rocky Monaloo, who didn't really have much luck. And look, I obviously got a bit of time too for a horse like Leyden. But look, I really like how Vincent can go. I just feel like this is his horse. This is his race to, to, to stand up and win here. So seven on top, ahead of three, one, and nine.
0: Yeah, a seven for me as well. I thought they'd press forward. Um, you know, I'm not saying they'll have to rush out and attempt to lead, but this is a horse that's come through a Derby series. He made the final. He's been in some of the better three-year-old races. Um, he really drops back in class here, I think, Rob. And uh, I think he's got enough gate speed where he can get up out, at least outside the leader, if not press further forward. But yeah, he's uh, he's the horse I like as well. Number seven, seven, one, three, and nine. The last event on the card is one of the features. It's for the T-Roll Phillies. It's the Logical Staffing Solutions. Tatlow Stakes. Yeah, pretty
1: keen on very pretty, Danny. Uh, I think she's a really nice filly. Uh, Called a winning at uh, Maryborough back on the 12th of October and I just loved the way she went about her business on that occasion. She's superbly bred by American ideal out of the good times. Uh, She was able to work to the front that day. And it was just her sectional times and the ease that she did it at the finish. I mean, it was a 157-mile rate over the 2190, 55-4 last half, 28-7, 7 She didn't even look like she was out of first gear. I think she'll be winning the last, Mark pit. Obviously drove free to play last time, and also drove very pretty. He's elected to drive very pretty. That's enough for me. Three on top. I think she'll be winning ahead of one free to play. Who's a lovely filly, progressive, gets a nice draw. Two Destiny Strides got the race experience, going really well. And six
0: our Roku, but really keen on three, very pretty to take out the last and I'm 3127 uh, the two lightest race horses in the race have probably got the greatest scope but the runs that have had the experience I think we know where they're at we all know that they're decent uh, fillies rob and need to be respected but uh, very pretty uh, particularly on debut on the form line around free to play uh, we have to respect and particularly also from their barrier draws on 312 and 7 okay let's have a look at uh, your best bets at Melton yeah, I think we'll go with
1: the last three races, Danny. I, I, I'm really thought uh, trying to get a little bit of value. I suppose. I mean, we obviously, you know, it's easy to tip catch a wave and ladies in red. There's no value there. You can sort of anchor them in some all ups if you wish to. But I just thought probably the ones that we might get some black figures for race six, number seven, Doug's Platter. I thought race seven, number seven, our Vincent can go. Both horses have drawn awkward, but I think they've got the class to overcome those. And race eight, number three, very pretty in the last. I thought all three of them would go very close to winning. My best roughie for tonight, I'm certainly going to have a little play race five, Numbers nine, Whiskey Cavalier, and ten, Highway to Heaven. I thought both horses will be at value odds where they'll be running on, and they're worth just having a, a few dollars each way to, to see how they perform. They get their chance to, to, to do something there. And uh, obviously, we'll be cheering the two stars, Catch a Wave and Ladies in Red. Uh, great to have them at Melton on Saturday night. I'll be looking after the, uh, the Trot's Vision coverage and looking forward to, um, to, to sharing the night with everyone, and, and it should be a fantastic night's program.
0: Yeah, no doubt indeed you make a really good uh, case for the horses that you've picked as your best and those to utilise in the all-ups as well. I'm with you, Doug's Platter and uh, our Vincent can go. My two best, my value, each way bet, is race three, number four, Cosimo. A great weekend of harness racing coming up with uh, Maryborough Sunday with the Redwood and the Trotters Derby, Menangles Breeders Challenge Day on Sunday, South Australian Cup on Saturday night as well, and a wonderful program from Melton. Rob, thank you and good luck. Yeah, happy harnessing, everyone. Uh, once again, we're looking forward to Sunday as well
1: at Maryborough. Always a, a fantastic day. Both the, the Redwood and uh, the Trotters Derby it looks to be uh, absolutely uh, enthralling races. So many chances and we'll be there trackside to, to share the, uh, the atmosphere and it'll be a wonderful day's
0: racing. And Craig Rale will join me tomorrow evening uh, to uh, look at the uh, card closer to the kick-off at Melton at 6.05. Happy harnessing, everyone, as Rob just pointed out, and have a wonderful harness racing weekend.